A Voice of St. Louis original podcast. I'm Michael Calhoun from the KMOX Newsroom with all the news you need from across the St. Louis region in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Thursday, December 14th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, the Supreme Court has declined to put on hold a new Illinois law that would ban high-power semi-automatic weapons. Let's get the latest from the newsroom and KMOX's Maria Kina. Michael, there are the kinds of weapons used in the mass killing of seven people at a parade in Highland Park, Illinois. That's a Chicago suburb. The new law prohibits the possession, manufacture, or sale of semi-automatic rifles and high-capacity magazines. It takes effect January 1st. Those who own such guns and accessories when the law was enacted have to register them, including serial numbers with the Illinois State Police. That process began October 1st. The justices did not comment in refuting an emergency appeal that was filed by a gun rights group and a gun shop owner. Live in the newsroom, Maria Kina, KMOX News. Missouri Congresswoman Ann Wagner is back home for the holiday season and is touting the package of the National Defense Authorization Act. This is a great defense, uh, National Defense Authorization, and our number one job, frankly, is to support our military. This defense spending bill is the one Senator Hawley was trying to hold up because reauthorizing the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act was stripped from the bill. Wagner tells 97.1 Republicans have made it clear to Senate leaders that if they want money for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, there must also be provisions in the spending bill to secure the southern border. Now two members have quit the board that's supposed to oversee the City Justice Center, Janice Mensa and Mike Milton. Board member Pam Walker issued this statement. They provided a unique and valuable perspective to the board. Their passion and commitment is unmatched. And the entire board is sorry to see them step down. Mensa was arrested in August while sitting in the lobby of the city justice center, awaiting access to the jail to conduct oversight. Milton, meantime, slammed obstruction from the city administration. Labor unions are wading into the Democrats' primary campaign for Congress between incumbent Cory Bush and prosecutor Wesley Bell. Sheet metal workers Smart Local 36 and United Food and Commercial Workers Local 655 are both endorsing Wesley Bell, who's also gotten the nod from the Laborers' Council. KMOX political analyst Michael Kelly. Organized labor has been 100% behind the agenda of Joe Biden. Uh, and the infrastructure uh, package in particular, uh, Cory Bush led the effort uh, in opposition to that. That puts union members to work. So it wasn't a surprise to me. Well, an elephant will be walking away from St. Louis. Roger was born at the St. Louis Zoo. Now he's heading to the Columbus Zoo to keep the endangered species producing younglings. Zoo director Michael Masick. This is still about uh, a year away. We know a number, you know, the community, he's kind of, he's quite an iconic animal here at the zoo. And so we know there are mixed feelings. You can imagine we have the same, the same feelings here. I've known Raj as long as I've worked at the zoo for the last 33 years. Now the St. Louis Zoo will rotate in a 15-year-old elephant from Oregon to breed with Raja's daughters. Masick says the move has nothing to do with the two elephants who died at the St. Louis Zoo in the last two months. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. 
the voice behind that iconic moment in Cardinals history, Joe Buck will be inducted into the Missouri Broadcasters Association Hall of Fame along with another Cardinals announcer, KMOX's Mike Claiborne and former Total Information AM host Wendy Weiss. Buck spent 16 years calling Cardinals baseball and radio and television before going national while Claiborne started with Sports Open Line in 1981. Weiss was longtime morning host with Bill Wilkerson. All three will be honored at the NBA Hall of Fame induction banquet in May. Will 2024 be the year that Missouri legalizes sports gambling. The Cardinals are part of an effort to get sports wagering in Missouri in front of voters at some point next year. Team President Bill DeWitt III. We will probably begin collecting signatures, which is part of what's needed to, to get on a ballot um, here pretty shortly. And, um, you know, we're we're looking forward to, to being on the ballot on this issue that I think is important. I mean, all our, na- our neighboring states have it. Um, creates a lot of tax revenue. Good for the the teams in Missouri to keep uh, up with the Joneses and the other uh, surrounding, you know, all of our division rivals have it, for example. That said, DeWitt adds, We would like for the legislature to approve something uh, this next session. Uh, The session runs from January to end of May. It has passed in the House, but not the Senate. The uh, Senate filibuster rules are friendly to the lone wolf uh, naysayers (laughs) and uh, we end up just hitting a brick wall with the filibusters. So, um, you know, that's why we, we tried to, we're, we're just going to put it in voters' hands if um, if that doesn't work next uh, session. Tom Ackerman, KMOX News. The KMOX business desk, Midas Hospitality, could see plans to redevelop the hotel with the World's Fair mural along Highway 40 fall apart. Alderman Rasheen Aldrich is holding up a tax abatement bill after the company was unable to reach a unity deal with the hospitality union. Midas CEO David Robert tells KMOX they're in no rush to talk with the union. I don't have a, a meeting scheduled yet, but this won't go back in front of the um, HUDs committee until January the 9th. So there is a little time here. If the bill does not advance out of committee on January 9th, he says there isn't enough time to pass it before investors back out. Well, as we continue on KMOX, the news coming down that Raja the Elephant is leaving the St. Louis Zoo. Moving on, people are sad about this news, and KMOX's Stuart McMillan got all of the details, the reasons why, from the director of the St. Louis Zoo, Michael Masick. Yeah, well, it is certainly Raja leaving is a bittersweet news. Um, I think all of us um, here at the zoo uh, were, was actually hoping that one day this would happen in that um, we were very successful in, um, you know, uh, our herd and Raja produced uh, quite a few calves. So we knew the day would come where he would eventually um, be related to most of the reproductive, um, the females that were of appropriate reproductive age that he would he would go one day. And so we've kind of reached that point. He has a number of uh, healthy daughters on the ground, but of course he can't reproduce with them. And um, in working with the Species Survival Plan, which is our Association of Zoo and Aquariums um, plan that we use to really manage all Asian elephants within AZA-accredited zoos in North America, we look at the demography and the genetics of the entire population and they determine, you know, where animals are best to go and reproduce. And so, again, we presume that uh, Raja would be leaving us. And in fact, there is a re- recommendation for him to move on to the Columbus Zoo, where there are four um, 
age-appropriate um, breeding females uh, for him to start a new family with. And then we will be receiving a, a younger male, a 15-year-old male named Samudra from the Oregon Zoo in Portland, and he'll be here and can potentially breed with uh, Raja's um, daughters. So we're really excited about that. This, still, this is still about a, a year away. We know a number, you know, the community, he's kind of, he's quite an iconic animal here at the zoo. And so we know there are mixed feelings. You can imagine we have the same, the same feelings here. I've known Raj as long as I've worked at the zoo for the last 33 years. Yeah, all of this is fascinating to me. I didn't even know there would be a plan to move an elephant from here or there. So uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that process? How long ago did we know that Raja was moving on? Uh, well, the the recommendation came probably just a handful of months ago, and then there's a, there's a number of committees that kind of review it, and then the organizations. You can imagine any single move involves three moves. So our male is going to um, uh, Columbus, but they're moving a male someplace else. We're getting a male from Oregon, so they'll be getting another male. So there, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces, but we've known for a couple of months. Um, and like anything, um, you, it's, a, it's a large animal, so you can imagine you need a, a large a large truck to, to move them cross country. Um, but there are people that specialize in moving large animals like this. We have moved animals. Um, we received two female um, elephants, uh, one of which uh, uh, actually yeah, one of which uh, Raja bred with um, probably some 15, 20 years ago. So we did receive two elephants. And um, Raja himself was sired because his mother, Pearl, um, went to the zoo in Springfield um, and was bred there and then came back um, and gave birth to Raja. So we know how to we know how to move elephants. <laughs> so uh, I have to ask you, because uh, you said that happened a couple months ago, and this decision to move the elephants around has nothing to do with the uh, the passing of an elephant there at the zoo recently. Oh, gosh, absolutely not. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, we're, of course, heartbroken about both the losses. Um, again, one was unexpected, and one um, we, again, probably knew was coming as she was an aged female. But, yeah, they were completely unrelated. We we knew about this um, preliminary plan to move Raja before any of that happened. Talking about the uh, the future year that is, uh, Raja will be the last year here in St. Louis. Got any events planned or... I'm sure a lot of people will be coming by the zoo to wave goodbye. Yeah, you know, at the moment, we're just, we're, you know, of course, we've encouraged any of the community who wants to come and see Raja to visit him. He's, he's here at the zoo and available most days. But we haven't gotten to the point where we're, um, we're, we've planned anything special at the moment. But we've, we've got, as I mentioned, plenty of time to determine what, if anything, we'll do. But he's always here, so um, come, and, come and see Raja. He'll be happy to see you. And you might have to change a few banners. Marketing banners around the city and around around the zoo. Sure, Roger's been <laughs> yeah. on all of them for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, again, he's a very iconic animal, but um, there's others, you know, other iconic animals and um, lots of animals to choose from. So those banners could easily change any given year. <laughs> the the status of elephants around the world and are are they in danger of extinction? Are we uh, where where are we at as far as that is concerned? 
Yeah, they are endangered. In fact, Asian elephants are more endangered even than African elephants. And some of in some of their range countries, they're actually critically endangered. So the work that we do with um, elephants and human care is um, critically important. A lot of the physiology, reproductive physiology, and um, other sort of research that can only be conducted in human care versus the wild. Um, it comes from AZA um, uh, associated association zoos. Um, but we're also active in the field working with both African elephants in the Horn of Africa and also we have a conservation project with Asian elephants in India, uh, Indonesia, and Laos. So we're kind of uh, working on both fronts. That's KMOX's Stuart McMillan with the director of the St. Louis Zoo, Michael Masick. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app to the St. Louis All Local and stay up to date.